With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The Final Furlong Podcast is proudly brought to you by our official syndicate partner, All About Sunday. The latest trainer to join our ranks is Donald McCain. To celebrate, we'll be having a Sunday and Final Furlong Podcast Owner's Morning on Saturday, April 16th at Bankhouse Stables to see Raffles Capital and the €150,000 purchase, Invincible Power, the most expensive horse Sunday have ever Boss. To join us, download the app or visit allaboutsunday.com. The ultimate racehorse ownership experience. And by our official betting partner, Kaluki Sportsbook. Get your sign-up bonus for new accounts with a matched bet of up to £25. Kaluki offer betting on all sports, immediate interaction with experienced traders, with instant withdrawals and the best odds guaranteed on UK and Irish horse racing. Kaluki also have betting pitches at tracks across the UK, including additional ones at Cheltenham. Join us now at kalukisportsbook.co.uk. And welcome to day two of the morning line and day two of the 2022 Cheltenham Festival. Joining me once again is betting expert and the head of All About Sunday, Mr. Darren McGrath. Morning, Emmett. Somehow you unearthed that 50 to 1 shot in the Arkle. I still don't know how, but we're very grateful. Thank you very much. He got us out of trouble. Uh, and you can hear the little sound effects in the background, which are music to our ears. Dennis O'Regan, top jockey and Cheltenham Festival winning jockey, joins us again live from course. Dennis, welcome back to the show. Morning, Emmett. Morning, Darren. How are you doing? Morning. All good, good, good. Thank God. Thank uh, we're God. still standing. We're still standing. Might, still might, standing after, after the first day is down. <laughs> might be four three to the UK right now, but uh, we'll, we'll yeah. see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was it was great buzz for Britain yesterday as well to, to have those winners and yeah. um, Nick Anderson put on a put on some show. Uh, the ground yeah. uh, is a obviously a major talking point today. Um, I, I know that. You were saying to us beforehand that jockeys voiced their concerns to the new clerk of the course. Uh, there was rain yeah. forecast overnight, so the official going is good, good to soft. He said he's going to water, but he said the forecast is very uncertain, so I can't tell you where I'm going to water. That's yeah. re- real helpful. That, uh, but you think it's going to ride slower today? Yeah, I think I think um, I'm as I'm I'm just um, walking down the chute. Um, past the front of the stands here and I can see they're watering uh, as we speak um, they've got the irrigation system out on the track um, seem to be watering uh, down at the start of the two mile start at the back of the front of the first hurdle and they also have it here at the last hurdle so I would, I would suggest that it's definitely quicker they're definitely watering more so in the straight than anywhere else on the course uh, which, which would be which would be would make sense because usually down the back straight in Cheltenham is always a bit slower than the than the home straight. So, given the fact that the rain didn't come overnight and that it's been forecast, and like, what's the weather like there right now? 
Yeah, it's a little bit, little bit um, overcast. Um, it's on the milder side. Um, it's not at all cold. If the sun was shining and it was a kind of a drying breeze, I would say it's going to dry out again, but it's not. It's overcast. Nearly to say there's a kind of a, a low-lying cloud on Cleve Hill. Um, kind of a murky sort of a morning and uh, no sign of rain. Um, no drops hitting my face or anything this morning, so I don't believe there's going to be much rain. That, for the present, you know, in the next hour or two, anyway. But that murky cloud could be a looming presence for the Brits as we come flying in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, could be. <laughs> and again, again, our biggest audience is the UK. Well done yesterday. I did warn. I did warn that UK Britain could have a very good challenge this year, but I think we've got some some really good chances. So, uh, as you were explaining to us yesterday, uh, Gordon gallops his horses who are going to work. Uh, Gallop sources were going to run in the morning. Um, who really stood out to you today? Uh, he just canters. I mean, he canters the whole string. We're out this morning, so I rode Party Central this morning. Um, I think she's running in the mayor's novice hurdle, so she's not running today. She's running tomorrow, isn't she? Yeah, and, that's right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so I was very happy with her. She just did two canters on the inside um, stretch. You know, obviously a nice, nice two canters. And the runners today, they just do uh, kind of um, a lap, one lap on the inside just to stretch your legs. Tiger Roll was out, Delta Work had a pop over a hedge, a couple of hedges, along with Alpha the Zobo. And uh, yeah, no, it was good. It's good morning. And how is the Tiger looking? Because obviously he's a hero of the sport, but also you mentioned Delta Work. Uh, this is going to be his first ever run in a Banks race, but he has schooled over Banks fences already. And we have that image... Uh, that video that Gordon tweeted out um, of Delta Work absolutely pinging one of the bank's fences at Cheltenham. So the fact that he worked again over them today is, is intriguing. Uh, how, are, how are both of them? Um, well, to start with Tiger Roll, Tiger Roll is absolutely looking magnificent. Um, he's in the form of his life. Um, Lisa Neal was riding him out this morning. And Davey Russell got on him then for a small while. Um, he looks fantastic. Uh, uh, again, you know, I've never really ridden Tiger Roll, so I don't really, you know, I wouldn't know the vibes or anything, but uh, off the horse, but the vibes from the, the, the men on the ground and the people on their backs and that um, are all very positive about him. So I'd expect him. He'd be one of my bankers today, to be honest, Tiger Roll, um, for different reasons. Um and uh, I felt it was uh, an unbelievable training feat last year to win the cross country again off the back of his season that he had. And I think Gordon got very little credit for it because obviously his license wasn't, you know, he didn't have the license at the time. And I think this year he's even more determined to win it with Tiger Roll. And, uh, uh, you know, and that's his, you know, he'll be etched in history. Um, should I say and uh, Delta Work um, Delta Work has actually jumped more hedges <laughs> than he'll actually jump in the race he's actually jumped more hedges and jumps this week and the inside of the track with practice jumps than, he, than he'll actually jump in the race um, so uh, that's a fact he pinged out over a few hedges this morning uh, to be honest he could run a big big race obviously he has the ability He'd need to, he'd need to recapture some of his ability uh, or his form, um, but he, he possibly could. But however, it is a very, very big ask for a horse to run first time in a Banks race around Cheltenham uh, against 
the likes of Tiger Roll and in the Bulgers uh, fleet. And, uh, you know, it's going to be very difficult for him. Uh, I would say if he had a nice run around today and finished fifth, that would be a superb run, I would say, you know, for his first encounter. Yeah. And uh, for his first encounter. And, uh, yeah, I... Tiger Roll is the one. Uh, the ground is right for him. Uh, if there was rain last night, it'd have been nervous. No, I think Tiger Roll is the one, and uh, the, all the all the vibes are good anyway. And there is something a bit poetic about the fact that Tiger Roll burst onto the scene, winning the Triumph Hurdle under a certain Davy Russell. He won two yeah. Grand Nationals for Davy, and Davy's in the saddle again today yeah. for his final ever run. So yeah, yeah, yeah. If he wins, it's obviously going to mean an awful lot to all of you, Contreras. But yeah. um, there is something a little bit poetic about that—that that it's back to where yeah, it all began yeah. in the Triumph Hurdle all those yeah. years ago. Um, yeah, yeah, it's going to yeah, mean a lot if he yeah. can do it. I could actually tell you a good story about him. Uh, years ago, I used to ride for uh, Bloomfield's operation in Newmarket. It was a it was a jumping operation set up by Sheikh Mohammed, and uh, John Ferguson was a trainer. Oh, yeah, and he used to get all of the. You know, the, the flat horses uh, would come from different yards. To, they would pick them to which ones would go jumping and whatsoever, and you know, whichever ones would go jumping. And uh, I think John Ferguson didn't like Tiger Roll, so it, they let him go to the sales and be sold to Nigel Hawk. And he held on to a horse called Bra- Broughton, um, which I was riding. And I won the Triumph Hurdle uh, trial up in Musselburgh on him, and he was either favour or second favour for the Triumph that year. And uh, I'll never forget, um, you know, we weren't really giving Tiger Roll any chance. In the meantime, Gigginstown had bought him. Nigel Hawk and Gordon was training. And lo and behold, uh, I was cantering down the hill on Broughton and uh, thinking I was going to ride a winner to Triumph Hurdle. And uh, Tiger Roll rocked up on my outside, and uh, David Russell went on and won the Triumph. So that was a... That was a that was that was a fair blow, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, not only that, he went on to win six, nearly five times at the Shelton Festival and two English Grand Nationals as well. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the beauty, yeah. Darren, isn't it, of um, trying to run a syndicate and pick horses and choose that's who it, it is you you're going to keep. You can, absolutely, yeah. you can make uh, bet, good decisions and. Wish it, John Ferguson wished he kept him now. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Just a quick decision, and uh, it, it can all go one way or the other. That's a good story. That's all it. right. That's That's it. It. Yes. That's Just a quick one, Dennis. What? How does the team feel? Uh, the team Elliot, we, we'll say, you know, after now. yesterday. They've been nervous. Like, there was yeah. 14 runners yesterday. A They've few, been nervous. Yeah. There's a bit yeah. of pressure on, is there? Yeah, they've been nervous now. Yeah. Um, uh, like w- w- within reason, uh, you know. Like um, obviously there was a lot of pressure, but then there's an awful lot of chances left to come. Um, I thought some of the me- some of the horses ran with huge credit yesterday. Zanny here and the champion hurdle. Oh, it was and, outstanding! I thought. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Perfect. And uh, Queensbrook, I couldn't believe she got Excellent. beat, but she did. Oh, and yep. uh, you know, but then there was a couple of disappointed Riviere to tell. Uh, seemed to go wrong in the race some stage and it looked a bit flat um, yeah. Mighty Potter pulled up in the Supreme Novice he's a hugely talented horse and um, you know there was the Fred Winter didn't work out from the get go uh, the start was a mess and a lot of horses Ty Turn got no run um, yeah. I ended up having to come wide and I still ran the best but the ground was probably a little bit quick for all of them in the in the, in the Fred Winter Agreed. in the Poodles anyway yeah so so look um, Fred, run while Fred ran with great credit in the last um, but yeah you'd have to say that uh, the pressure is on now for a winner and I think it'll come today 
I think it'll be Tiger Roll today. I agree. And uh, and uh, he's uh, I, I think if he could get over the line today, I think one once one clicks. I think yeah. they'll, they'll all, you know, there'll be a load, there'll be a flurry of winners then. Yeah, American yeah. Mike is very well fancied as well. And, and uh, yes. even Music Drive is fancied to run well in the bumper. And, right. uh, you know, he looks fantastic seeing him there this morning as well. But, yeah, it's Brilliant. nervous times, but hopefully it'll all work out. And uh, out, of, out of interest, uh, just because Patrick Mullins was asked this question as well, and obviously it was easier for him because he'd had a winner um, on, yeah. on Statler and, and Willie, but Willie was saying that it, it had taken him longer to get a Cheltenham winner in the past and that there is that just sense of relief once you finally get get that win over yeah. the line, despite the fact that yeah. you've got three days to go and more horses to That's look it. after. Um, but when you look it at the when you look at the, the Coral Cup, I mean, obviously Three Stripe Life is going to be running for Gordon today in, in the Ballymore and he'll have a... In, he is, in each way chance, uh, in each way chance, yeah. For sure. Um, um, the the Coral Cup, though, I mean, a lot of talk about St. Felician, uh, Gran Roy, who was favoured in the race last year, comes back. And the boss's Oscar is very intriguing to me off top of eight with... Um, yeah. Uh, Rob Jones claiming seven. Yeah, he'd be the one. He'd be the one for me. The boss's Oscar only because he has previous. Um, the Grand Rye wasn't that unlucky last year. I rode Grand Rye in Lavin the last day. I won a Grade Two in him last year. He's a nice little horse. Um, he loves the ground, um, but he needs a lot of space and he needs a lot of things to go right for him. Uh, Saint Felician could be a very very good horse. Um, I think they're all pretty excited about him. Uh, you need something with a bit of class in the, in, the, in the Coral Cup, something that's a bit better than uh, just a handicapper. Um, Gordon has a very good record in it. Carlito Brugante, Diamond King, I think they won it. Um, I think he's. Uh, I think it'd be Saint Felician could be the most unexposed horse in the race of Gardens. Grand Royal need a bit of luck in running, I think, um, and I'm not even sure he definitely stays that well. But he'll definitely travel well. Um, and, you know, the boss's Oscar for me now would have previous... I like a horse sometimes that hasn't been enjoying jumping fences coming back over hurdles. Uh, he's got £7 off him. And, uh, yeah, he's got previous farm around here. Um, so, Just going yeah, back he to St. Felician there for a second. I was actually in Nace... Um, the day when when he was second to Durasso, and I was yeah. talking to the owner Brian Atchison afterwards, pretty much immediately after yeah. the race, yeah. and he could tell how disappointed he was. Um, yeah. You know that that he had gone there. You know, even though it was a Grade Three, and they had very high expectations. Lads, yeah. they came out and they were beating yeah. three lengths second. Yeah. So it just sort right. of told you indirectly kind of the status that he held the horse in. Does, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, and I think, yeah, of course it does, Darren. It's a very good point. Um, I think, though, I think, you know, uh, he just, he's come in here out with a nice mark now. Yeah, yeah. Mm. He's coming with a nice mark. And also, I suppose that he came with a huge reputation from France. I mean, he had broke records, mm-hmm. track records and everything in France. I think they paid a lot of money for him. So they were entitled yeah. to be thinking that he was going to be the real deal. But I was impressed with him in, in Gore. I thought his run there was fantastic uh, yes. when he won. And uh, he's just a little bit unexposed for me uh, in terms of he looks like a horse with a lot of quality. Uh, he jumps very well. Just whether, just whether he's... Uh, you know, we don't know his level yet, and uh, he might be at his mark. Maybe his next run was his true run. I don't believe it was. I'd say he's a bit better mm-hmm. than that, to be honest. He's a real good slayer. He's a real good slayer, and for me, out of Garden Street, he would be the he'd be the most unexposed, and he'd be dangerous now. 
if I was riding them, I'd, I'd give them a huge chance. Yeah, it's a great chance for, for puppy power, but um, I'm glad to hear great you talking up the, the boss's Oscar, but St. Felician has been a, a long-time pick on the yeah. final furlong. Um, just finally, the, the crowds being back. Uh, I mean, Rachel got yeah. her, her ovation. We'll do that in the headlines in a second. Um, you were talking about the fact that there was already crowds there this time yesterday. Uh, what yeah. was it like riding in the boodles with the crowds going absolutely nuts? Yeah, and, it, and, was, it was. And nuts. then yeah. going completely balubas at Robbie Supple when he had non-start false starts left right and center <laughs> yeah i think it was a bit harsh there yesterday i mean they called inquiry for the 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 false start in the boodles i mean there was a false start in the ultimate as well and it was a false start in the supreme yeah. novice and um i just think like they're a bit harsh you know there needs to be a bit of consistency hopefully there won't be any more for the rest of the week but, um i had a great start in the boodles myself if we went the first time and unfortunately yes. when we had a standing start um, my fella, he just paused for that second. You know, you don't, you you really need him not to pause, and uh, he just stood for that initial second when the tape went, and uh, that was kind of my chance gone, um, because you just, I ended up getting too far back on him, then uh, trapped down the inside. You know, and it's hard for a four-year-old. But they didn't go that quick. No, if they went to consistent gallop from the start, it would have been okay, but. It was a kind of more of a sprint from the top of the hill down to the, the last three hurdles, you know. And um, I think my lad enjoyed the ground as well. So, uh, the ground was a little bit quicker than than uh, too quick for the other horses, I thought, on the tra- on, you know, of gardens. Um, I thought Ebizari might have wanted a bit softer. Mm. And uh, the tight turns probably probably just got no run. So it was a messy race. Um, but uh, the Boodles has previous for a messy <laughs> So it certainly yeah. does. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And the last question for you is tactically from yesterday. Um, what do you think we learned for today? Um, I think today is going to be a little bit different. Lads will settle down today now, and I think you'll see the real class coming out in lads now and then and, and today. You know, um, it's just a little bit of a change. Well, big crowds here, huge pressure this week, and. Um, it's a little bit of a shock. I think you'll see. You know, things will be a bit different today. Now, in other um, words, you, I think I think you could take your time a little bit more today um, than you could have done yesterday. Yeah, uh, I think right a touch slower today. Might have been a rush of, rush of blood to the head for a few yesterday. Yeah, but yeah, I thought so. I thought so. Yeah, not, yeah. Not so much today. All right. Um, no, we'll, we'll chat no. to you tomorrow. You're on Tullybeg tomorrow in the Pretems. Who's Tullybeg, a, yeah. a serious chance. So uh, we'll chat to you in the morning yeah. again. And uh, thanks That's so much brilliant. for joining us again, uh, Dennis. Have a More great day. Welcome. Enjoy, and we'll chat Top to you in the morning. Man, thanks, Dennis. thanks, Emma. Thanks, Darren. God bless, mate. Thanks, mate. All the best. Bye. Bye. So the watering has commenced at Cheltenham, but where we don't know. Um, we'll update you as. As we go along, uh, just a couple of headlines to give you. In 35 years of coming here, I've never experienced noise or energy on this scale. Cheltenham has leapt from being an event accused of super spreading COVID two years ago to a ghost gathering in 2021 to a day of emancipation and reconnection. What words from Paul Hayward in the trade paper? I'm going to print that off. That's absolutely. I'm print that, off. that is fantastic. Um, <laughs> I want a picture frame. Here's another. Here's another one you can. for the office. That really is one for the office. Here's another one you can put in the office. Uh, Chris Cook, our good friend. Where's Matt Chapman? 
The Bromhead and Punchers <laughs> revel as Honeysuckle wins the champion hurdle. Um, Cheltenham Punters return to give Rachel Blackmore overdue acclaim, writes Barry Glendening in The Guardian. Frankie Dettoria came here to watch the enable of jumps and she won, writes Lee Modder said. Again in the uh, trade paper who also wants to say Honeysuckle is now one of the best we have ever seen. Uh, our good friend Melissa Jones from the Final Forum podcast and the Daily Mirror. Aston Villa stars cheer on horses at the Cheltenham Festival after making friends play. Uh, one of their friends is a massive fan of racing. So Tyrone Mings, uh, Philippe Coutinho, Ashley Young, um, uh, Emilio Martinez, Ollie Watkins, John McGinn, they were all there. From the looks of the photo, Fantastic. it looks as though Philippe Coutinho didn't back the winner that Melissa's put up. But <laughs> He's like, what the? But, um, it's great that some of the, some of the best of the best uh, from the biggest sport in the world are there at our sport. That's fantastic to see. Um, Cheltenham Festival shows support for Ukraine as jockeys wear special armbands. It wasn't just the novices chase, but the armbands, I think, were a nice touch as well. Uh, High Spirits returned to Cheltenham during the first day, right? Stephen Morris in The Guardian and uh, in The Times, uh, two pieces, racing given the lift by Cheltenham Festival's return. And Cheltenham Festival, the gates opened and a mothballed Peaky Blinders convention gushed in as crowds return. <laughs> Rick Broadbent was on hand to witness an equine celebration. The Peaky Blinders, my son. Uh, so, Darren, what did you learn from yesterday that we can apply to day two of Cheltenham? I think, Emmett, yesterday was probably one of the best, but one of the hardest days, days punting that, that I've had in a while. Um, it all came good in the end, but, you know, we've talked about this previously and people have to be aware, you know, as we're going into today that there's, there's a huge amount of media coverage, media hype, suggested bets. Everybody gets involved, me included. You arrive then at the track and you've got a completely different surface to what all of the Irish horses have been performing on. Um, the first race was fantastic. You know, what, what what a beautiful looking animal constitution hill Ooh. you know i was i was i was just blown away by it um Dysart, you know left his race behind him that 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 was fine but then as we started to get through the arkle you could see the influence that the ground was having on the outcome by the time we got to the ultima um i was you know very conscious of the type of bets that i had written down to have and the impact that the ground was making I was very betwixt and between in, in relation to whether enjoying Honeysuckle or getting involved. As she started to get closer to evens and as I was watching the trade, you know, on Betfair, the, the phone was hopping, you know, the, the, the guys that would be big, big punters were saying on the ground she was becoming a better and better bet. I had guys ringing me that put her in as a, as, as a maximum bet. So I, I had a reasonably good bet on, on Honeysuckle, so I, I enjoyed that no end. And then we could see some of the, the bets that we had had, Ebisari being one that, that you have kind of the day before because you're trying to get the 16s, yeah. and you're not aware of what the ground is, so the price forced me into play, and I have what I call a bad bet. Dennis tell, tells us there, you know, Ebisari didn't act at all, hated the ground, you know, and, it, and it's only that kind of... the the emotional side of the punter, which was me in this case, trying to get in in case you feel that it's backed, you're, you're, you're trying to take a big price. And would you have backed Ebisari before the off 
based on what you had seen in the preceding races? The answer is no. So you're taking that type of a bet on the chin. And then you had horses like Warlord that it suited. We weren't a million miles away with Bring on the Night either in in the Supreme. And I think that, that you saw as well that the English trainers have stepped into the, the little breach here. Um, and Lucinda Russell's horses are flying. Tizard, Mr. Tizard is is in great shape. Um, Mr. Henderson is one of the greatest of the game ever. And all he did yesterday was just, just confirm that. So as we're going into today, guys, I think that everybody just has to be conscious of the influence that the surface is having on, on the outcome. And when you're going through the races, you must be finding uh, horses that have good, solid, good ground form. And that's kind of hard for some of the Irish horses due to the lack of good ground uh, that we, we we would run on. Um, so, yeah, like as a day, I, I came away up. Two and a half points up for the day is all it was. But, you know, my game is by the time we get to, to, to Friday, we, we will be profitable. Um, I'm hoping to have somewhere in the 10 to 15 points at a minimum. And with, you know, the, the levels that you play at, that'll end up in being being nice money. But it was tough, but very enjoyable. And I kind of felt that I was put to the pin of my collar to, to be sharp and to be watching the racing, understanding the outcomes, understanding the surface, and then being able to pivot a little bit in terms of the bets that that I was having. Yeah, I was very similar to you, and it bizarrely, it kind of came down to Vanillier, which that race had completely fallen apart. So really, all he had to do was stand up, yeah. and as long as he finished third, yeah. I was okay because uh, Jericho Rock, um, John Bond was in. It was a lucky sixty-three with John Bond, Jericho Rock. Um, Edward Stone, actually, bizarrely enough, after that conversation with uh, Donald McCain. Um, yeah. Uh, Adagio, of course, bombs out. Um, Stormy Ireland gets, uh, get, manages to get a place with the four places. Um, uh, Ebisari disappoints, and uh, then Vanillier stands up and manages to get third. And it yeah, would have been a very yeah. different conversation today uh, had it not been for that. So we, we get out clean. Um, but but not as clean as I, as I as I would have liked, and um, I think we can. But look, it's it's down to the ground. When yeah, when exactly. the ground is like that, a lot more horses have chances. When there's extremes of ground, fewer horses have chances. So we just have to be aware of that today. And you know, your your betting now has to be sharp. I think you know people feel the night before day one that this is going to be easy. You know, you look at all the groups and that, that you're in and whether WhatsApp groups or Facebook groups or whatever, and the amount of buzz and energy on the Sunday and on the Monday is huge. Sure, by last night you were sending out texts and the only lad that was responding to you was the fellow back Constitution Hill did. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, it was absolute silence. But we must, you know, understand this and learn from it and all of us, myself included, not to get sucked into bets, you know? Like, yeah. we, we we start with the Ballymore, and, you know, I think that today um, we're, we're going to be holding, in terms of the shorties that I've been doing, singles, doubles, and trebles, you know, we're holding Honeysuckle, which is great. Sir Gerhard has to, you know, be in those Shishkin, etc., maybe carrying it on to, to Bob Ollinger. So punters have to be be thinking of these four to one type of doubles to be doing, you know, based on the cur- current odds um, that 
are definitely going to ha- be bets that you have to have. Um, I'm lucky enough that I'm on three stripe life uh, at 25s in anti post. But what good did it do me yesterday for Riviera de Etel? Do you, do you know yeah, what I mean? I, mean I, yeah. I can I. I can feel content about my 25s, but, you know, there's there's nothing to it. So I think that um, you you, you got to be a favourite backer in, in the first one um, because I'm covered with, with my with my each-way bet. And I, th- I think it's going to be just as good a, um, a race um, as, as any of them yesterday. I'd be very much looking forward to it. And just briefly, for those who haven't got involved yet, who've been, who've been holding and, and waiting... Um, Sir Gerard does have to prove that he has the stamina for this, uh, as does Three Strap Life, but he's by leading light out of a Doyen mare, so stamina should help him. Um, it's also interesting to see Gordon Elliott be quite bullish. The longer trip isn't going to be a problem, and I think we'll give the favourite something to think about, is his direct quote. Uh, and then there's Journey With Me, who comes in here without graded experience. I think it's intriguing that... I think Journey With Me is, is a chaser in the making. I'm not saying he can't win today. He represents Mahler, who has yet to have a Cheltenham Festival winner, but he's got two big chances today with Journey With Me and um, uh, American Mike, which was pointed out by American Jeff Stafford Mike, in, the, in the Paul Ferguson uh, Cheltenham Festival betting guide with Weatherbees. But is Sir Gerrard banker material in your mind? Or if, you're, if you haven't played in the race, are you searching around for something each way, like Three Stripe Life who's going to run a solid race? Yeah, good good question, Emmett. I think yeah, I, I'm going to have to have Sir Gerhard in my singles, doubles, and trebles for the, for the shorties. You know, between now and and the end of the week, he's going to play a role in that for sure. I'm kind of happy enough with my position on three stripe life. I don't really feel that 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 I need to to change that at the minute. You know, it's a it's a fifth of the odds, uh, three places. You know, and I think it's going to be a competitive race. Uh, stage star is certainly not without a chance um, and has good form on good ground. But for me, I will probably get involved in Sir Gerhard, depending on what sort of an indication I get from the Betfair markets. You know what I mean by that is the level I get involved. Yeah. And then I'm happy with three stripe life. Okay, makes sense to me. Um, pro form have Sir Gerhard 508. Uh, with the next right. being stage star 204. So he's miles right. clear on Proform's ratings. Uh, interestingly, in the Brown Advisory, they've got uh, 300 through 5, uh, 185 as the top rated Brave Men's Game, 143. Um, Brave Men's Game has to overcome an awful lot of stats. Cotta Star winners don't win the RSA, um, and French Breads don't win this race either. Uh, with or against. Uh, and, and who would be your your play in the Brown Advisory slash RSA? Hmm. Do you know what I did last night? I spent about half an hour watching replays of Beacon Edge. Um, I think it's a very very difficult race. I think people have to, you know, all races are difficult at at, at this level in Cheltenham. Um, I was very strong on Capadano prior to to yesterday. Um, and I think for me, I agree with your view that Brave Man's game has has a lot to overcome. Um, and where my head is at at the minute, and I'll be, uh, I might end up playing half a point each way on Capadano, half a point each way on on Beacon Edge. But I think that Beacon Edge um, has been overlooked, has good ground form, and. Um, 
error in Leopardstown, fair enough, but uh, there's money this morning coming from the right places um, for him as well. And I think that, yeah, in in the next couple of hours or as it starts to unfold, um, I will probably be looking at Capodanno and Beacon Edge. Now, in saying that, that's the, the Irish man in me. Like, But if we have a look at Brave Man's game, La Hump, Press and Ahoy Senor, you know, like um, um, you, you you can see the winner coming from from one of those as well. This this is very trappy, but we've four places, a fifth of the odds, twelve to one Beacon Edge at the minute, seven to one Capitano on four places. I think that I can come out of the the race ahead. Yeah, it makes sense to me. Um, Ahoy Senor, I know is a very strong fancy for Rory. Uh, he thinks he's just going to dominate the race. Um, I kind of feel as though 300 through 5 has been underlooked here and uh, and could be the each way playing the race, but that's a very, very interesting point that you've made about um, Noel Meteors and um, he, festival form as well, uh, given the fact that he ran yes. the stairs. Plus, he, he beat Gabby Anako, who ran a monster he ran race an absolute monster yesterday. Yeah. And that was... As as you're going through your your planning for a race, that's the standout line of form that I went. Ah, oh, hello, let's let's investigate a little bit further. Yeah, I like that. All right, uh, let's move on to the the Carl. Uh, this is all about Saint Felician. Yeah, in in the sense that I I it, as I say, we spoke to Dennis there. He was very upbeat. I spoke to the owner. Um, in in Nace, and and you could tell that he was kind of expected more from the horse on that particular day. I think based on you know our experience yesterday and what a tough day it will be, I think we we have to be prepared to have you know a, a, a cup of tea and a jammy dodger during this as well, you know, and just enjoy it. Um, it's 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 a big field with pluses and minuses against against a lot of them. Um, I've been speaking to people that that. You know, dro- uh, drop the anchor is is a certainty. Um, you know, in term and it's been backed accordingly. Funny, um, I've been the- told. I've been told that the JP Camp Frankie Tight Lips himself uh, really fancies Campron and can't see him being beaten. Yeah, so like, there's there's an awful lot in this, and you have to, as I'm saying, we have to evaluate our position all of the time, and if things aren't going our way. Are we going to get involved, you know, in in such a big field? The answer is possibly not. And if we are, we got to make sure we get the best offers. So, you know, Betfair um, and Paddy Power are going seven places. So are Bet365, 50 the odds um, across the board in in most of them. I'll I'll go you one better. Kaluki, you're paying eight. Ah, well then, okay. (laughs) all right. Yeah, that's very interesting. Uh, I'll get out my pencil and my rubber now after this, and uh, I'll, I'll I'll put a big asterisk beside one or two and get in contact with the guys. But you know, it's it's one of those that we have to be careful in. We'll play if if the day is going well. We'll we'll be cautious if caution is required. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Uh, the boss's Oscar for the outside bet at thirty threes with Kaluki paying eight places um he's got a fantastic Cheltenham festival yeah like that was interesting a lot of the time when people you know not just jockeys or trainers or punters or whatever a lot of the time it's kind of how how people talk about a horse and you know you can you you can see there's a big range of prices here as well on on the the boss's oscar as i look across 
all the, the the different firms, and that's a good thing. So it means that trade on the horse is quite is is quite different, um, and. Uh, you've you've Rob James more than capable ridden mm-hmm. um, plenty f- winners recently for Gordon. Uh, interesting one and interesting what Dennis was saying. I thought, yeah. Okay, Champion Chase is Shishkin just a, a good thing. A lot of money for an Ergamine today. Yeah, look, you, I'm going to make the same point as um, I did with Sir Gerhard. You know, you. you you can't be putting horses like this up as in terms of like a recommendation for people because they can make the decision themselves. But this horse will be involved in bets for me where I'll be going, you know, looking for doubles, especially. Um, and I think I would have them already with, with honeysuckle and stuff, you know? So, um, yeah, same view with Sir Gerhard would, would love to enjoy it. Um, there's there's money around for Envoy Allen and um, I think I think that Harry Skelton has a very interesting ride in Nubi Negra, yeah. um, a very good good ground form there, um, a big range of prices as well from twenties into fourteens as you look across all of the providers. Uh, as I was just saying, I like that because you know um, people are having snippets here and there, which is which is always a very good sign. So, yeah, I think I would love to see Shiskin win. You know, people were saying, you know, that the, the previous race was one of the best that they had ever seen. And, you know, it probably is up there. So let's see kind of how today goes. Yeah. Yeah, and check on Pursuit. I can't be forgotten either. Just on Envoy Alain, obviously, first time wind off. I was talking to somebody yesterday who would know, and apparently Envoy Alain's shoulder and leg will never be the same again. So his best days might be behind him. So I'm not so sure. Right. Because I was intrigued in him just at the price. And uh, I got a phone call um, from somebody who definitely knows his stuff and was saying, don't go near him. Um, right. Cue him winning by 15 lengths. Uh, the cross country, uh, obviously, it's the farewell to Tiger Roll and an emotional one at that. Um, he's the one we're all cheering on. Yeah. Uh, won't be getting involved no matter what the market says. It's a race on definitely be enjoying i you know we had a good listen there to dennis and he did chat a lot about how um delta work has been schooling the experience that they've been given delta work um on the track but i think it's just too big an ask um for you know first time around the cross country your heart um is you know sellotaped to tiger roll um you've got you know a little triangle there of of you know the, the trainer with the with the comeback after the year off, the the jockey that rode him to win his his first you know race at Cheltenham in the Triumph Hurdle, the horse that is the ultimate hero. I think we got to enjoy it. That's that's where I'm going to be for uh, the cross country. Yeah, I'm I'm the same. Um, it, it's hard not to put him in a lucky sixty three, but but I am the same. Just to, just enjoy him. Um, the Johnny Henderson Grand Annual. Uh, very interested in Andy Dufresne, who comes in here fresh, has never run at Cheltenham before. Mark Walsh had a winner yesterday, of course, in Brazil. And Embittered, who was beaten in the race last year as favourite, and they have a very good record of coming back and winning the race, for, uh, representing Joseph O'Brien. Yeah, I'm, I mentioned there earlier that, you know, when we look at day one, we take the ground as a takeaway, and we have a look at the trainers whose horses 
um, ran particularly well. Um, I had a good look last night at number 10, Amarillo Sky, um, for Colin Tizard, um, Brendan Powell. There's snippets of money around there this morning, and I, I think that it, even though we do have a bias towards the, the Irish horses, even in terms of how we're thinking, um, there's, there's three... Or sorry, there's two um, Colin Tizard runners there. Number nine, uh, Alexia Denutz as well, which both of those, I think, are very much worth a small each way. Um, and I just looking at how his horses performed yesterday, that, that w- they would be the two that I would put up in that race. Okay, and then it's all about the champion bumper, my man. What do you think yourself? I'm an American Mike fan. Uh, I've been an American Mike fan all season. There's no reason for me to change now. Although I do think it's intriguing that the price is drifting about Fasal Vega in that he's actually come now to a price where he's he's backable. You know, he's gone from being ten to eleven to now seven to four. Uh, you can read into that whatever you want, but if I jump off the American Mike train now, I think I'd feel sick if he went and won. Yeah, I don't think there's any need to, you know. Um, I think that that the horse is fast, right? That's the bottom line. You know, the air of caution is going to be uh, about the ground and about Mahler, um, you know, not having had a a winner at Cheltenham before. You've got plenty kind of five to two, nine to four around the place. I think yesterday for the listeners, you know, there was – there was a, a a bigger price horse put up, and today I'm going to put up Ocean of Mercy, um, which is Paul Hennessy's. At uh, there's sixty sixes around fifties. I can see eighties here as well. Um, with 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 other firms. Uh, just going back through the form and watching the races. A reasonable form still w- without having won on good ground. I think that we're dealing with a very talented trainer. And I, as I say, there's there's plenty of 80s, 50s, 60s, 60s. So if you can get the 80s um, and, you know, four places uh, for a fifth of the odds, I think it's the type of race where there will be unfancied horses per se that will um, will run well. And Ocean of Mercy would be the one for me, really, after reviewing the races and taking the the ground conditions into account. Very, very difficult for a, a horse that hasn't won to come and then win at the, at the you know, the, fe- the festival bumper. That's really not what I'm expecting. What I'm trying to kind of get here is 20 to 1 for a place, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, and, and with that logic, by the way, with Kluki paying four places, uh, Madman's game appealed to me. Um, he was 33s, so he's coming to 25s now. Um, right. Danny, Danny Mullins on board. He was the kind of exact, I bet, with American Mike. Um, right. Uh, or possibly each way, but now that you're after throwing this one into the mix at, at 80s, uh, Ocean of Mercy's got to be the play. Um, that's it. <laughs> That, that is our that is our look at, at day two. Uh, you've got all kinds of phone calls to make and all kinds of bets to place as well. And That's it, busy times. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and, of course, we'll do it all again tomorrow. Uh, Darren, uh, who would be your leading play of the day? Yeah, look, I, with, I, I think Sir Gerhard wins. Um, the, the bet that I'm curious about is actually Ocean of Mercy, uh, Ocean of Mercy at 80s. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, and while I think St. Felician will win the Carl Cup, my, my each way player of the day has to be the boss's Oscar. His Cheltenham record is, is outstanding. So uh, let's let's see. Um, we got a nice little bonus there from Dennis with the way he talked him up as well. Um, Darren McGrath from All About Sunday. You can find out more about uh, how you can get involved in racehorse ownership at allaboutsunday.com or download the Sunday app uh, and find out about the open day that we're going to have at uh, Donald McCain's yard where you'll see All About Sunday's most expensive horse ever, the €150,000 purchase, Invincible Power. And when he costs that much money and his name that, then he must be invincible and we'll be willing at Cheltenham <laughs> next year. Surely! That's it. Uh, that's that's the- it. We get to see Invincible Power and the King of the North, uh, Donald McCain. The King uh, of nothing the else North! We- the King of the North. So it'll be a great opportunity for everyone who wants to get involved. Darren, pleasure as always. And we'll chat to you again very soon. Take care, my friend. Thank you. Bye, bye. Uh, Darren McGrath, Model at Sunday. And of course, we're going to review uh, all of the action for you Monday and Tuesday on the Final Forum podcast. But for the morning line, it's about previewing the racing ahead. Uh, the only non-runner that has come through as we're recording today is in the bumper. That's uh, Esprit uh, in the last has uh, been withdrawn. Everything else stands their ground. Best of luck today. Best of luck with your bets, and hopefully the gravy will flow. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the Final Furlong Podcast on the Morning Line. God bless. The Final Furlong Podcast is proudly brought to you by our official syndicate partner, All About Sunday. The latest trainer to join our ranks is Donald McCain. To celebrate, we'll be having a Sunday and Final Furlong Podcast Owner's Morning on Saturday, April 16th at Bankhouse Stables to see Raffles Capital and the €150,000 purchase, Invincible Power the most expensive horse Sunday have ever bought. To join us, download the app or visit allaboutsunday.com. The ultimate racehorse ownership experience. And by our official betting partner, Kaluki Sportsbook. Get your sign-up bonus for new accounts with a match bet of up to £25. Kaluki offer betting on all sports, immediate interaction with experienced traders, with instant withdrawals and the best odds guaranteed on UK and Irish horse racing. Kalugi also have betting pitches at tracks across the UK, including additional ones at Cheltenham. Join us now at kalugisportsbook.co.uk.